Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And today, Catherine is letting me lead the show. <laughs> I'm relinquishing my duty. I don't know what to say. Other uh, than... Go ahead. I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I walked up here, and the dog was... He's been so naughty lately. Yeah. And one of the kids left. They had trans... They had frozen a cup of yogurt Mm -hmm. and then took it out of the freezer and put it into a bowl and ate it. Okay. And they left the bowl, which still had like remnants of yogurt, Mm -hmm. which is his entire jam. And he was up there like waiting for us to come in here so he could get it. And I saw it on the table and I moved it. But why is he being like this? This is a new thing. He's getting to his teenage dog years, isn't he? No, he's 21 now. He's going to be three next month. Yeah, so he's a teenager right now. He's yeah. Like, like a 19-year-old dog. <laughs> he, goes, he goes from 14 to 21 overnight when he goes from right. two years old to three years old. He's in that dog teenage Ugh, stage. It is a rebellion. I don't know what he's doing, but it's driving me nuts. Can't deal. Okay, sorry. On to what you were going to say. Um, I was going to say that uh, normally we are sitting around the house, and I'm like, hey, you ready to podcast? And I'm like, yeah, let's go upstairs and get it done. And then Catherine just has all these things to say. But today... It's not that day. Well, we've had a lot going on lately, and we don't necessarily need to talk about it on here. And so, <laughs> so when your life is consumed by a bunch of things that you can't really talk about, it gets, you know, it yep. just feels like it's all you can think about. And um, I've got canker sores in my mouth. I've got, uh, there was something else. Oh, my eyes are twitching. Both of them. It was First, it was my yeah. left eye, and then it started being my right eye. They never twitch at one time. It's like they take days off. They, t- well, they <laughs> both twitch, you'd be blinking, right? No, no it's that eyelid. It's in my eyelid. Do your eyelids not twitch sometimes? Yeah, they sometimes do. Mine do it when I'm tired or when I'm stressed. And I mean, a lot of times those two things come together because... When you're stressed, it like zaps your energy. It makes you right. tired faster. Yeah. And so it's probably both of those things. I'm probably drinking too much coffee, not enough water. Like everything's just out of whack. Not you know? sleeping soundly? Um, I don't know. I think I'm sleeping okay. Yeah, I, I don't really dream much. So I'm not like waking up. Although I will say I tend to wake up very early in the morning and I can't go back to sleep. So I'm not interrupted sleep during the night. Once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Right. But you wake up super early and just can't go back to sleep. Yeah, like 4 a.m. probably, something like that. And I just lay there thinking about all the things. Yeah, that happened to me the other day. Um, I normally, if I wake up and I look at my watch, which I used to always never do that because it would cause issues, but I've gotten to the point now where like I'll look at my watch and it'll say 4 o'clock or something. like. Oh, I'll go back That's to sleep. That's the I can worst get a little more thing time. you can do is to look at your watch. That's why I don't even have one in the room. I don't want to know what time it is. Uh, I do because I don't know how much more sleep I can get. Yeah. But I usually don't have trouble falling back to sleep until the other day. I woke up and I was like, all right, let's go back to sleep. And all of a sudden I had one of those like where your brain just starts running 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Is our like, gym 24 hours again yet? It is. It but is. But not on so the weekends. Okay, so you could get up at I 3 could. o'clock in the morning if you... Yeah, if I wanted to. If you okay. wanted to, you could go. I sure could. I have a real... Um, I'm having an issue figuring out when the best time to work out. Or maybe it's... I would love to be consistent with it. This is everyone's struggle, I realize. So I'm just saying what everybody else is already saying. But I just have a real struggle with um, the best time to do it. The best time for me is always first thing in the morning. Because if I don't, 
I will make a thousand excuses. That's basically what's happening to me. Because so. I like to work out. It's it's once I'm there, I love it. It is if I go with you in the morning, you only stay for thirty minutes, which to me is not worth me getting up at four forty five for. It's Although, it's more like forty to forty five if I mean I'll go up to forty five but But you're about to start leaving later for school. So, yeah, so you could probably spend longer at the gym. Closer to an hour now. Okay, well then I might start going with you. Okay. Because if I can do that, then I can the rest of my day is whatever it you know will be meetings and all kinds of stuff. Here's the thing about working out in the morning, though it's hard that it's hard to have enough energy to work out for an hour in the morning. Mm, that's true. Yeah, because you don't have any so food that, in your stomach. That thirty to forty minutes for me is perfect. Um, I think I think it's the thirty minutes for me. If it was forty minutes, I could do it. It's so my thirty minute days are usually cardio days because I'll do oh yeah just, just cardio. straight cardio and that's it. Yeah, and I'll get off and stretch for maybe five minutes and that's it. But yeah. if I'm lifting or something else, then it's going to be more than more than 30, usually 40 to 45. But again, the other thing I too mean, is you could go 15 minutes later if you're going to leave later too. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not doing that. Yeah, so my my thing is always also getting up first thing in the morning. Yes, you go and work out. If I don't do that, what happens is if you leave, I've got time. Like I'd go drop one of our kids off at school and the plan is always to go by the gym but then I'm like I'm hungry I need to go eat something and then yep. I go eat something and I'm like I just ate something I can't go work out <laughs> 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 and then you know and then I have a meeting yeah. and then I have well, I can't work out now because then I'll have to shower exactly to, yeah because yeah, usually by the time I take him to school I've put makeup on and done my hair and I'm like oh I've got a meeting at 10 I can't work out all my makeup's gonna fall off and then I don't know. It's are those excuses? Yes, they are. Oh, okay, just <laughs> checking. Because that's exactly what I like. If if I don't work out in the morning, I'm like I'll do it during my off period. It's last period. I can, and then some. Oh, I got to copy these tests. I got to grade these tests. I got to get my lesson plans. Right. Oh yeah, I get wrapped all up into the. Yeah. I got plans to draw. And then I after got... school, it's like, uh, well, I got to wait on him to get there, and then she has practice ends at this time. There's no way I can get a workout in. Mm-hmm. And then Why it's do we do later, nah, it's too close to dinner. And then after dinner, yeah. I got to get the kids in bed. Yeah, There's always something. So if you don't, <laughs> if I don't do it like very first thing, even if it's only 30 minutes. Yeah. That 30 minutes is better than zero minutes. That's true. Even if it was 15 minutes. I agree. I, I agree. Still, I got to get myself get it. in that mindset for sure. So um, other things we have going on, just adding to the stress of our life is there are some house projects that we're working on. Uh, um, shocking. I, well, here's the difference, though. In all <laughs> of the other house projects that we've done, I guess we have enough experience with them that I feel competent and confident that even if I mess something up, I can fix it mm-hmm. relatively easy or quick or both. But right now we're working on the bathroom, and we have to retile it. So I went to pull the tile up. There's a three-quarter inch mud bed in there that was half of it was chipping up half of it was staying down as the tile was coming up so we just decided we'll just move it up remove it all and lay down cement board which probably honestly probably just should have smoothed over the cement board and just put tile back on top of it you mean smooth over the mud bed yeah that's what i meant Pro- i mean if Hindsight i being yes yes knowing what i know now i don't know because some of it cracked too so yeah the purpose of that is that it's all one surface 
There's so when you lay two. the tile down, yeah. the tile doesn't crack. Yeah. So the cement board is the way, in modern construction, it is the way to do it. Because there's no seams. I mean, there, there, there are very few seams. There are very few places where something's going to move and mess up the tile. Yeah. So anyway, but your point is that you don't, you don't have experience with this particular construction method right. of flooring and you're not. Well, cement board on a slab. I've never done. Yeah. So you're stressing about that. Like, will it work? Will it? Like, you've done all kinds of research and you are not sure that it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, yeah, the cement board might stick to the floor, but is it going to be level enough for right. this tile to go on top of? You right. know, all that good stuff. You have no and idea. I don't think it's a matter of you not being able to redo it because you should it's just that you know that if you have to redo it it is a ton of work right because you've already chipped out the mud bed once so if and you that have was to, two solid days of work yeah so if you have to do that again it's like epoxy 2.0 which yeah. you if you weren't around for our epoxy debacle we put uh epoxy oh, if you don't know what epoxy is it's basically like a, a chemical uh bond paint and we put it all over the downstairs floor of our house, and it did not chemically bond correctly. Mm-hmm. So we had to remove all of it. So imagine having to grind paint off of a slab with, uh, about, about 1,400 yeah, square feet I was going to say about 1,500 square feet of it. Yeah. So. Not fun. I think he, you're having a little bit of panic that that could be yeah. what's going to happen again. Even though you don't, you followed the directions. I did. You did your research. I did my research. You, I read articles. I watched YouTube videos. I kind of asked the experts in a mm-hmm. way. So and in this theory. this is what they said. I mean, it should work. But you know what? That's what all the epoxy stuff said too. Right. We watched videos. We asked experts. We talked to people that have done it. Mm-hmm. We had actually done it already one time in our bedroom as mm-hmm. a test and it, and it worked. worked great. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Worry about. We're going to wait about 24 hours. Right now, the bedroom, I mean, not the bedroom, the bathroom is pretty much on lockdown. You cannot walk on it for 24 hours. You have to, like, mm-hmm. just, you have to kind of, like, paint yourself out of the room kind of a thing. You have to yeah. cement board yourself out of the room, mortar, you know, put the mortar down, or it's a, um, what do you call it? Thin set? Thin set, yeah. You put the cement board on top of it, and basically, it's like a giant tile. You just, like, smush Stick it, it together yeah. and hope the frosting dries and bonds it all together. Yeah. Permanently. But we don't know. We won't know for another... 18 hours? 18 hours or so, yeah. Tomorrow afternoon. The good thing about the tile, once you get to the tile, I mean, like anything else, the preparation of anything is the most labor-intensive time-taking part. And so um, by the time we get to actually tiling, we can do that stuff at night. Like We could probably um, tile that entire bathroom in an afternoon. Um, Because we were saying our our plan was to prep it last weekend and install it this weekend. It was Mm -hmm. supposed to be a two-weekend project for us, and it's definitely stretched out. But it's something we can still do this week, as long as that sticks. Well, because the mud bed took forever to get out. Yeah. So. And there's also kind of, you have to decide for yourself how much of it you're going to take out. Because there's always going to be like a little bump to grind. Right. Down and sand down so that it's completely smooth. Right. Um, But do you have to go that far with it? I don't think you completely ground it 100% I got smooth. it pretty close, but no, did I did you? not take a grinder to it. Yeah. We just chiseled you, out as you much got it as enough we could to and got it pretty smooth. You could vacuum it yeah. out, mm-hmm. like all the dust and all the yeah. little chips and stuff. So I think you got it pretty good. Um, it looks good in there, but we'll see what we'll happens. See. We will see. But it's, you know, it's just another skill. It's that you're always going to, as long as we've been doing this, you're always going to run into another 
project that yeah. you have never done that skill. And I think that's what's happening here. Well, you know, I'm I'm almost running out of skills to learn, but because when we get to these bathrooms up here, our upstairs is on wood, so I can just screw down all of the cement board. Yeah. When we do the bathrooms up here, will be so much easier. Mm-hmm. They'll be so much faster. Oh Lord, I think you just gave yourself. You just. They're they're more of a traditional job like we've done. We've already tiled yeah. bathrooms and floors before. Lots of them. How did and we tile? Be, did we do cement board on the old house, the last did. house? We did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that at all for yeah. the tile. They our old house had wood floors, um, or wood subfloor, mm-hmm. and we put down cement board and we put tile on top. Of okay, it. I don't remember that at all. Yep. Um, but you know, a lot of people have asked us why we're doing the cement board, which visuals are help helpful too. But essentially, they built the bathroom slab lower to mm-hmm. allow for a mud bed to go in right. because that is the way you're supposed to do tile. Of course, our house was built in the late 60s, early 70s, and so that they didn't have cement board back then, so a mud bed was how they did it. Right. But if you can imagine walking from the hallway into the bathroom, if we did not put the the cement board or a mud bed back, you'd be stepping down into the bathroom, mm-hmm. which is not what you want. Ultimately, you want for those two surfaces to be equal to one another. Well, especially if you end up as we probably will end up putting like hardwood floors or in the case that when we first moved in here, there was carpet, mm-hmm. which you definitely would have stepped down if there was not a mud bed. You want to be even or step up into a bathroom just slightly. And by slightly, I mean a half inch. Right. It's not, you know, you know what a threshold thickness is, everyone listening. So that you want that to be the height that you're stepping up into your bathroom. Right. Um. So anyway, that's what we're trying to achieve here. Um. And it's just nerve wracking because... You don't really, you've never done this project before. So it's a new construction method for you. That's just one of the many, many things that are making canker sores. You don't get canker sores though. I don't. Do you have any kind of um, visual, like physical signs of stress mm, that you experience? I get the eye twitch. You do. But that's usually more of a sleep thing. You told me you had heartburn the other day. Do you think that was a, no, I think one that, of them? What did we eat? <laughs> we ate something <laughs> last week. Probably cooked oh, something. I also said that I think I'm, lack, I'm becoming lactose intolerant yeah that's a sure sign of aging and i just bought two more gallons of milk today well what i'm doing what and you did it the other day and then i did it this morning i'm putting less milk in my coffee yeah well and less just, milk i don't think it matters the quantity i think it's just either in your body all? yeah oh. yeah i mean there's people who will eat like a spoonful of ice cream and immediately have to run to a bathroom you know yeah. no i haven't had any issues today but i didn't put much milk in there you think it's a maybe it is a quantity until you get yeah, on full blown. Sure. Yeah, I usually like that little frothing cup that we use. I fill that thing halfway up with milk normally. Your coffee is a child's dream. It it's is. It's like sugar. <laughs> although, it sure is. although your niece came over and I think you made her a coffee and it seemed to not be sugary enough it for was her. Not sweet enough for which her. means holy mackerel. Yeah. The amount of, although I have to say that is how I started drinking coffee. That's probably, I think that's a gateway for everybody. Make I started really sweet like that. Yeah, my gateway to coffee to full blown hot, you know, coffee was um, a frappuccino. And when I was pregnant with our third, I was drinking those when I was pregnant because I could not drink anything hot. Everything mm. had to be cold. Yeah. I was eating like um, popsicles, anything cold, like frozen fruit. You know, like anything that was cold, I would eat. But beyond that, not interested. I'd love to eat Jello, um, and so not only that, but I had two children running around. I was pregnant with a third. I was exhausted, and I yeah. needed some sort of caffeine. 
and um or something to keep me awake and i remember uh i started drinking those it was like it kind of gave me everything it was cold it had the caffeine in it Mm -hmm. um but i also remember drinking coke from time to time but i think that was more of a nausea thing do you remember that and a headache i used to get terrible headaches headaches. yeah i do remember that um and so it was kind of combating all those things and then you know you you kind of get addicted to the caffeine a little bit with the coffee and you start going, okay, I can't drink basically milkshakes with right. coffee in them forever. And so you start to merge over into regular the, the coffee, regular. <laughs> but if you, it's got a ton of sugar in it or like yeah. syrup and all this different stuff. And then you start to lessen it and lessen it. I have not gone full blown black coffee yet. Would you say that you do need that caffeine in the morning though? Now that you, like you've been drinking it? Um, I think for me at this point, it's more of a um, tradition. And like a, it's my morning like routine. Habit, yeah. yeah, it's a habit of routine, I think, more than it is a caffeine addiction. But I might be in denial about that. I don't know. I only drink one cup of coffee a day. Yeah. So. I've been drinking coffee now for what, maybe three months. And I, if I stopped tomorrow, I would miss it. Yeah. I, I would it. probably get a little headache from not having that caffeine in the morning. I don't know. I, I don't think I've, I like, I, like you saying, I, I like the. I like the warm drink in the morning. Yeah, especially during the winter. I think yeah. he basically started drinking coffee when winter was right, approaching. Like November-ish. Yeah. October, November. Yeah, so it was kind of a nice daily thing. Right. You start getting into August and you're, you're still drinking coffee. You're going to be like, Bleh. I was going to say, we'll see if I'm still drinking it this summer because <laughs> yeah. it'll be hot in the morning. Probably not going to want a your... hot coffee on a hot morning. Yeah. You love hot weather, though. You love yeah, it. Yeah, I do. But I don't know about a hot drink. On a hot morning. Speaking of hot weather, I think that's another thing that's stressing you out too. You mentioned today that our pool is again yes. leaking. Y'all, our pool is such a money pit. <sighs> I have all these clients who are building pools and I have no issue with it, but I'm like, man, how long? Get ready. Well, not really. I mean, all these people yeah, have moved is like out. 30 years old. At least. I think it was built in the 80s. 40 years old. 40 probably. years old. Then. Yeah. I mean, it's an old pool. So. But we've had a leak in pretty much every pipe that runs to and from the pool itself. And we recently replaced the salt cell for the third time. Yeah. And I thought, all right, time to get this thing back to green and back to from, <laughs> back from green. <laughs> Actually, the it was brown. Slip. Yeah. It was brown, so we had to go to green first it's before like, we could get to clear. It's like radioactive neon green right now. Yeah, but we are we are like maybe four or five shades of you think? Away. Yeah. <gasps> really? We're pretty close. Oh, you said today I almost got the pool back, and I thought, what is he talking about? That's what yeah, you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. We're almost back. Um, we were probably maybe two weeks. But there's a ridiculous stain in the pool. Yeah, but I think we can get that out after I get the water Y'all, clear. I just want to drain this thing and fill it. I've never cared about the pool. If I don't like the plaster we put in it. There's just so yeah. many things. That's I, that, I hate to say, it, but I think that is actually what caused a lot of these problems. I think draining the pool for some reason to replaster it for whatever reason has caused all this stuff. And we've had two leaks since then. One in a jet, one I think in a skimmer. We don't know where the second leak is right now. And we think so, I think it's in the skimmer, but so many like stains and yeah. issues with all the things. It's just it's we a lot. We just left it as the old plaster all chipped up and yeah it looked like a public uh like what i remember the ymca looking like but at least it was clear yeah and it functioned properly beautiful 
Like it was so dyed. It was so like sun bleached. Mm-hmm. It was practically white whenever we drained it. Yeah. Because it was so sun bleached. But who cares? We didn't have to do nearly as much work on it as we're having to do now. Yep. So that's where we are. <laughs> Major pain in the butt with the pool <laughs> situation. We had to be complain, complain, complain. But just letting you know, things are not always rose coming up roses over at the Aaronsburg house. There's just, it's just a lot um, that we're, we're getting into territory of things that we either don't want to fix or know how to fix or we've already fixed them and it's like oh uh, again you know yeah. we're going to throw more money at that problem and then also i know that you've mentioned before and maybe you've mentioned it on here before but you're like this is the last house we're renovating yeah if we ever move again it's either going to be already done or we're hiring people to do it because yeah. i'm not doing it again 100%. and so i think that's probably already leaking into the amount of work you want to do even now don't you think yeah for sure I mean, the look I've, on your face is like a duh. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the, there are a few projects that need to get finished up, like the bathroom downstairs, the kitchen, this room that we're in right now. There's so many projects left to do. You do? Do you feel like it's mostly done though? I think we're past the halfway point. I said this was a seven-year project, and we are entering year. F- are we done with year five? We moved it'll here in five. 2018. Okay, it'll be five in February okay. or March whenever we moved in. Yeah, March-ish. Yeah, yeah, so we've two got years. two years. I think. I mean, I think we can do it in two years. The kitchen to me is the main. It is. That's the big one. Then the two bathrooms, the two upstairs bathrooms. We have a master bathroom and to a build. Three bathrooms, which is like made from nowhere, kind of a thing. Yeah. The other ones are just renovations. This is like conjuring a new bathroom, is what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that'll ever get done. To be real honest with you, mm. maybe think, it will. I think it will. You do. Yeah. And then there's things like we got to paint the house. You know, that type stuff. But that seems like this something... This house is mostly brick, though. Yeah. But we got trim, and then the top half is... It's that... um, Is it called Masonite? Mm, is that right? Masonite. That sounds right, yeah. We went to... um When we went on our trip to Laurel, Mississippi, we discovered that that's what it was, that mm-hmm. that's the home. And that's where it was made. That's where it was made, which is essentially... It's the wood pulp, the leftover from the production of, you know, the lumber yeah. industry, basically, and they push it all together into form... Um, stuff that looks like various different wood pieces. In, in our case, it's siding. I think they made an awful lot of siding. Yeah. I don't know what it's wrapped in because it does have some sort of like surface on the outside of it that keeps yeah. it all together. And it's weatherproof because if it, if it pops open, like if it gets cut open or a chip of it comes oh, out, yeah. it's bad. the interior gets wet and it's like, yeah. it's like it degrades, cardboard. Degrades yeah, it degrades, it swells, it does all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's not good. But overall, it's, it's a good material, I think. I don't, can you still buy it? I don't even know if we could replace it. I have no it. idea. I just know we have a lot of places in the house At that, this point, they make um, hardy board, which is basically like a concrete version of these boards. Right, but it's much thinner. That's the, the hardy problem. Board? Yeah, the hardy board is a thinner. It's a profile. little bit, maybe an eighth of an inch thinner. It's not really. Yeah, I mean, it is noticeable when you put them next to each other. But I thought the masonite was like a one by four no. or a one by six thickness. Mm-mm, it's not okay. So there's going to be several places where we have to do repair and things like that. But I think that that stuff can all hold off until we get other things done. Yeah, that's a way down the road. You know, it's going to be probably like our last house, where the very very last thing we did our last house. Was to paint the outside of the house. And then we moved. Yeah, we moved like as soon as it was done getting painted. I could see that happening here. Where are we going to go? What's our next adventure? Our next adventure is when our children move out and we don't need this gigantic house. 
That is always something to think about. There's two schools of thought on that, and we don't have a theory yet because our kids are not out of the house, and who knows? They could stay here until they're 25. Um, But do you downsize so that, and then, like, rent places if you want to get your family all together, like for Christmas or something? Or do you keep the big house so that everyone has a place to stay when they come back? But then you're, like, maintaining that all year long. Yeah, I don't like Which that. is that's how your parents what, that's do That's what it. my parents have done, and I'm not. Like, I I like going over there because there's a nice big place for everyone to gather, but I don't want to have to do that when we get older. But their house is bigger than ours by a significant oh, amount. Oh, it's a lot bigger. It's yeah. like 3,800 square but feet I'm thinking or something. In this house... If the kids moved out, this entire upstairs area, it's all bedrooms. and I could see you putting a door at the top of the stairs and just shutting down the... Yeah, but then all that stuff starts to go bad. Like, it is not, yeah. not worth not worth having all I that. do feel like, uh, you know, my mom and dad still live here, and I think that we have become kind of the house, the hosting house. And yes. so I think we would still, even when our kids leave, I think we'll still be the hosting house for my siblings when they come in town. Not our children, and they're, you know, sure. not them. I mean, yes, them too, but I think we're the hosting house. So that's yeah, many only times a year. we're the bigger house, maybe one of our children will be. I don't think it's just the bigger position. house. I think it's also the pool. Um, oh, yeah. If the kids got a place. Yeah, yes. that's true. If they're here, if they live here. Sure. I'm not opposed to if one of our kids lives somewhere else and they have a nice big house where everyone can come and stay, we'll just do that. You ready to relinquish your hosting? I mean, I, I'm not attached Position. to it, I guess. I'm not either. So, But I know people are. Like, my mom is very much attached to... Hosting. Hosting Christmas. And I think your mom is for Thanksgiving, too. Mm-hmm. At, yeah. At their house. It's just like... It's like their thing that they have. I don't even think it's the house so much. I think my mom... She has... She would have to tote everything. She has all this um, china plates and dishware and everything and crystal right. glass. I mean, like, it's too much to move. Sure. And that is how she wants to do Thanksgiving. Cloth napkins, cloth tablecloths, silverware, real silverware, chinaware, mm-hmm. um, crystal champagne, you know, the whole nine yards. She's and like, she cooks for weeks in advance. Yes. And it's all in her yes. house. So. Yeah. So I think that's that's why we don't move it. I don't think she cares about having it at her house. I think okay. it probably would stress her out a lot less if she didn't have it at her house. But the feasibility of moving it even to our house, which is not far. Maybe like No, but you'd have to box miles. everything up in Tupperwares or something very carefully. Yeah. I don't want to be responsible for that either. I don't either. <laughs> if a piece... You hit like, one bump in the road and... Or like silverware gets lost. What if somebody threw away a piece? Or what right. if um, something got chipped? Not interested. Yep. Nope. Don't yep. want to be responsible. In fact, um, just last night, for some reason, I don't know why the subject came up about um, this sweater that was ruined when I was a kid. It was mm-hmm. a wool sweater, um, 100% wool. And again, this is a story that I remember from when I was very little. And so clearly it stuck in my brain for some reason. I'll tell you why. I'm pretty sure it was. This sweater um, was my sister's who was in high school at the time. And I was like maybe six or seven. Someone washed the wool, 100% wool sweater and dried it. And it went from fitting a 15-year-old girl to fitting a 7-year-old girl within an hour's time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my sister, my sisters and I were going back and forth about the story, what the sweater looked like, you know, some details of it. And um, so I ended up calling my mom. And my mom was very quick to be very clear that it was not her who washed it and yeah. dried it. 
<laughs> someone like, else. It was not me. I was seven years old or eight. You know, I was a really little kid. And so clearly this was like a very traumatic event for, for one of my sisters. Um, well, it sounds like for the whole household. For the whole house. quickly jumped on the defensive about it. Well, only three of us remember it. So I have a um, a text thread with three of my sisters and only the one whose sweater it was remembered it. I mm-hmm. remembered it, and my mom remembered. I think my oldest sister remembered because it was her sweater. I remembered because then the sweater fit me. And then my mom remembered because... It wasn't her. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she remembers. Wasn't me. I never would have washed and dried that wool sweater. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. The um, the old wool sweater store. I mean, I can picture that that sweater in my head. A hundred percent. You weren't doing laundry at that age, were you? Absolutely not, no. So it's either your sister or your mom. We all know who it was, and she's listening to this podcast (laughs) right now, probably at 2 (laughs) a.m. Well. (laughs) And I don't know why I brought that story up. It had something to do with what we were just talking about. What were we talking about before that? (laughs) Uh, Everyone's going back 15, 30 seconds. I don't know. Anyway, we just had that conversation last night. Um and my, I called my mom because I was trying to lead her to give me the story without telling her details because I wanted to see what she remembered. And um, anyway, maybe it was because I was talking about ruining something and, and how big of a deal it is. If it's China or if it's a chip yeah, in a glass. I'm guessing glass. that's where, yeah. Uh, we it definitely think of it. It, w- it will never, ever be forgotten. And so we don't we don't want to well, cause any of that. Except for maybe by the person who did it. Maybe they forgot. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say, yeah, the person who did it definitely forgot. Blocked memory, for sure. But the funny thing was, um, or maybe it wasn't funny, but interesting, was we could all remember pretty much what the sweater looked like. Yeah. And the reason, part of the reason my sister thought that it wasn't um, in her childhood, like in her high school years, was because the sweater was a super popular style of the time. And she's like, mom never would have bought me a sweater. And I'm thinking, you went thrift shopping all the time. Like, right. like you, you went to yard sales. Yeah. You may have found it for cheap. And we're like, it was a gold mine. And then it got ruined. <laughs> so, uh, Not for everybody. To be, yeah, for me, it was not ruined. Yeah. I don't remember how long I wore it. I just remember when you wash wool, it goes from being like, um, like whatever a wool sweater material feels like. And then when you shrink it, it becomes thick. Like imagine, you know, that sweater goes from being whatever adult size it was and it all shrinks down and all those little fibers just like right together. And so it's like the thickest. And so I remember it was like hard to put on, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was like almost stiff because the threads were so tight in it. So, anyway, I very distinctly very, remember very the sweater. too, I'm sure. I'm sure it probably was. I probably thought I was the coolest kid because I had this, you know, sweater it's that was shrunken, popular. Shrunken sweater. Hey, that's how I roll. I mean, if that's not the story of my life, I don't know what is. Where it's like, I will make this work. If it is stylish, we will figure out how to rock it. We don't need no... It is, they don't need to know it shrunk. They, need to, they just need to see it on my body. Yeah. And be like, oh my gosh. She is so cool. I can't believe that she got her hands on a Ralph Lauren uh, pheasant <laughs> pheasant sweater. It had, sweater. it had like some sort of bird in flight. I don't know if it was a duck or I recall a pheasant, but that might be wrong. It definitely had cattails on it. Like, you know what cattails no, are? No, I don't. 
you know what cattails are? Um, they are a, a water plant that has the brown. Just Google it. I'm you got a computer Google right there. It. it has brown like tube. Cattail. Cattails. It's all one word. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen them. Yeah, from The Little Mermaid. What? Um, Sebastian, when they're, he's singing Kiss the Girl, he uses this as a microphone. For those of you that remember The Little Mermaid. I was singing The Little Mermaid just this morning. I know. Wow, I don't remember Sebastian using that. Well. I do, however, remember them being on the front of that sweater. <laughs> that sweater was the best. I don't know how many times I wore it. It doesn't seem like a lot, I, but I do remember the tragedy of it all. So, oh, now we've got the picture of, oh, he sure is using it as a microwave. It's like... Microphone. A microwave. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of microwave, I'll transition into um, toaster oven air fryer land, which one of our children has been on me constantly about getting an air fryer. <laughs> and there yeah. is... No appliance that I want less than a stupid plastic air fryer. We're all collectively, like, shocked about this, I realize. But I try really hard to not buy uber trendy things. Which is what this is all about. That is, We did suss this out after there was a back and forth between you and our son mm -hmm. and my brother. Mm-hmm. I finally interjected. The only reason you don't want one of those is because it's trendy. That's right. But it has nothing to do with would we actually use it? Is it practical? Where would we put it in the kitchen? I'm still using the same microwave as I was in college. Right. The cabinet guy who's making our cabinets came in and looked at the microwave and he goes, You going to keep this? Yeah, thing? he was like, <laughs> are we building cabinets around this? And I was like, what are you saying? That my college giant microwave is not good enough anymore because I promise you anyone I bought right now would not last as long as this one did. Sure. No way. That is true. So maybe it will stay a little longer. It doesn't matter. I don't want on the counter. Everything is supposed to be hidden behind a cabinet door anyway. But no, he my deal with both Instapots and uh what Air, do you call fryers. Air Fryers is they're remarketed kitchen tools that already existed. Yeah. And the marketing of it they is rebranded. It's fine. They yes, it's rebranded. It's fine. But I I cannot what I cannot handle is these like people who are like, you need an Instapot. You need a blah. I'm like, you got sold to and you don't know it. And now you're like this disciple of this thing that you don't know any like it I don't know why that bugs me so bad. Why does that bother me? Do you know what I'm talking about though? Yeah, I do. You don't, have you seen this new thing? It's like, dude, that's not new. It's been around for 50 years. The toaster, the tabletop toaster. My best friend in high or grade school had one. Your parents used to have one sitting on the breakfast nook table. The yeah. thing, the toaster that has the, the door oven. that opens yeah. in the front. That is a tabletop convection oven. They called it a toaster oven back then. Now they call it a air fryer. Air fryer. Whatever the heck you want to call it, it's all the same thing. In my opinion, what's worse is the new air fryer, like the entire, like the way it looks. It's ugly. It's a stupid design. It's got this basket that you throw things in. And I swear if you've got more well, than two people to you, feed. If you actually are frying something, you do put it in a frying basket and you Right, so it has to oil. give you this visual that you're yes, frying 100 something. 100% what that's about. Um, 
And so, I mean, I get it from a marketing standpoint. It's genius. Brilliant. But yeah. like. These are also people that probably own iPhones. But these people drive me nuts. That's true. You're right. They are. They are. For sure. Um, but it, it doesn't make any practical sense to stick something in a basket when it needs to lay flat in order for the air to circulate around it. Right. For one. Yeah, for two, true. they like the, I don't know if they marketed it as being healthier, but it's they healthier sh- than actually frying it in grease. Sure, is what mm-hmm. they'll say. But it's like you're still taking the chicken nuggets that you got from Sam's Club <laughs> yes. and the French that fries. already have been they're pre cooked. They've already been fried. You're just heating them up. Right. And in fact, if your item doesn't have oil in it. The air fryer instructions tell you to add oil because it needs oil. It's not healthier. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's healthier than deep frying. Yes. But most people don't stick their chicken nuggets in a deep fryer. Most people stick That's them true. in the oven for, you know, residential use. So what are we doing with an air fryer? Yes, it might. You're them cooking a- them faster. The are air you? Fryer, yeah. It's way f- than your oven. Because it's, sm- smaller, it's smaller. So it heats right. up faster. Right. Fine. But like. You could have used a toaster oven in the same way that you guys know what I'm talking about. Not a toaster like you stick slices of bread in. Well, here's the thing. If you had to cook, like at our house, if you're just cooking for yourself and you're making like six nuggets, okay, sure, use an air fryer. But at our house, you're cooking like 50 nuggets. The air fryer's not going to be fast. Dude, your mom put me on air fryer for one of the family events and I thought I was going, like I felt like God put me in that position to earn some time out of purgatory. Yes. I felt like... (laughs) felt like there was no task that I wanted to do less because there was literally 50 people at the house. And she handed me a Sam's Club box of vegetable spring rolls or whatever mm-hmm. and was like, can you cook these in the air fryer? And I was like... Four at a time. Or however many, how many fit in there at a time. It, I wanted... I was standing there. For, I go, why don't we stick these in the oven? She's like, because I do them in the air fryer. I'm like, I understand, but there's 200 rolls. Yeah. There's 200 spring rolls in here. And so, come to find out, I use a, this is shocking, I use an air fryer differently than your mom does. What she would have done is to throw one of the, like half of the entire box into the air fryer at one time oh, and cook them okay. for nine minutes. Right. I want them all to be equally crispy and correct and so i put enough to like cover the bottom which is what you're supposed to do and or at least i think right, so that the air can move through so the air can move through them which would take an actual lifetime to yeah. get done so i'm standing there for like hours at the air fryer and she's like are they done yet i'm like no because you are. gave me 200 of them <laughs> to cook and she's like well i just dump them all in there i'm like but that's not how they're done what do we do what like if you stand them up though so that the air you know like instead of laying them down in layers how would they not fall down out. unless they were all packed in there? And then air cannot get around well, them. Well, I don't know. Just don't have <laughs> options. Anyway. Coming up with solutions. Anyway, I was pretty sure at the end of that two hours that um, I had earned quite a bit of time out of purgatory. Should yeah. I land there? Or maybe I was earning time for someone else out. I don't know. But man, I really felt like... You got something done. I got something done. It was not a whole lot of spring roll making. I can tell you that much. Anyway, those things drive me nuts. And there's one other of the Instapot. Guys, pressure cookers have been around. I know that you want to just put, I know you want to cook that, you know, roast in six minutes or whatever. I don't know, man. I just. 
They got uh, they had to rebrand though. They after did. the Boston Marathon. You're right. They did. The pressure cooker business probably tanked. And so they immediately had to redirect. I mean, it's just an it's a new it's a digital pressure cooker. And then when someone blows something up with an Instapot, they'll have to rebrand again. I just I don't know why I let this stuff bother me. It doesn't matter. Well, it bothers you right now because your son is asking you to buy an air fryer. What you so that do. he can reheat his uh, French, French fries, fries the next day. I'm yeah. like, you want me to buy an? Ent- I think that's another thing for me too. That's a third deeper layer of the onion. Is I don't want to have appliances that are used like, single use. Yeah, like yeah. people single use appliances are just not my jam at all. We do have a George Foreman. That's about as. That is not the typical size. We got a family size George Foreman. Yes, we have a giant George Foreman. You can but put I a mean, bunch of stuff on. We it. have a griddle now that's outside, right. so I could do it there. Or I have, I mean, I've got pans. I've got a forty-eight inch range now. Like I can put right. a. It has a griddle on it that I could put this stuff on, and so I just don't enjoy single-use appliances at all. Well, because we're a family of six, if we were just, if it was just us, no kids, they would make a little more sense. Would they? Yeah, because you're only maybe cooking things for one or two people at a time, which is why he wants it. I mean, he's not looking to cook the whole family French fries in that thing. He just wants to reheat things. He it's wants not to even make about his French fries. In that it's thing. not even about making something the first time for him. It's right. about reheating things, which is even less useful than the first round of. Yeah. Anyway, I am kind of okay with getting a toaster. I would be okay with getting a toaster oven, the one that has you the mean doors. The air fryer. No, no, no. They're the same the thing. The original, the OG air not fryer a, toaster. Not oven. a bread toaster, like a like a one with the door on the front. Yeah, I know. That, you're where about. the the basically a tray slides out. Okay, we used to have one of those in the cool room, which is the one that I think ended up at my parents' house. And we used to make our corn dogs. Uh huh. Pizza, pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Uh-huh. I mean, pizza rolls were <laughs> nice because they were nice and crispy uh, like, mm, when you make them in there. Because it is a air fryer. It's the same yeah. thing. That was the way to make the pizza roll. And what's... Okay. Hot pockets. I'm going to add another layer to this. Along with the people who want to try to sell you on this stuff, they act as if those aren't the same. They were unwilling to admit that those are the same things. It's like, oh, no, it's different than the toaster. It's like, no, it's not. Other than it's a different shape. Toaster oven. It's the same thing. It is a smaller, faster heating up little oven that circulates air the toaster oven did the same thing yeah and we had them in the 80s but it didn't come with the basket the basket is so inefficient <laughs> i'm probably it's gotta gonna, make you feel like you're frying something that you put in the basket you put in the machine and I, I mean i know y'all are here for my hot takes on kitchen appliances but i already know one person in particular you know who you are is going to message me and justify to me why this stupid is it appliance our son? No, but he's really been trying to um, get his. But look, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get what I give him, what I allow him in mm-hmm. my kitchen, and that's probably gonna be a stainless steel, either double door toaster or Fancy. or the single one with the single door that comes down. I'm not buying a plastic air fryer. It is not happening in this house. Well. Our son will be very disappointed to hear that. I told him for his 12th birthday, no, how old is his 14th birthday? He'll be 14 in August. Mm-hmm. For his 14th birthday, I will get him... Toaster oven. 
a toaster oven. And we can take a picture of him with it. And, and he, he can, can cook, reheat his french fries in there and see if they are up to par long. on the crispiness factor. Up to par compared to what? Do you think he's ever had an air fryer fry before? He has not that I know of. He's just he's been just sold heard. to. He's heard that they are more amazing. They are the ones to have for sure. So that's what he'd like to have for his <laughs> birthday. Hey, kid, you know what you wanted for your birthday? I can think of something better. And now, see, now I'm being those people. <laughs> the people that I hate that are like, no, you need this because it's need better. You need the air fryer. And you're like, no, <laughs> you need the toaster oven. Now I'm that person. <laughs> They're the same thing. They are I the know. same thing. So I know. You fighting so hard for your belief no, system. But see, I'm not fighting for because I don't care if we have one of those. I'm just saying if we were going to have one in our house. Out of the two? What if they made a very nice-looking air fryer? Stop. They do. They're called toaster ovens. No, with the basket. <laughs> 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 if they made, like, a nice stainless steel. No, because I know my kid well wants designed. that, but he's not keeping it in his room. It's in the kitchen. And no, so he for sure would love to do that. I need to be able to keep... He's like he's going to be like uh, Michael Scott. So he wakes up in the morning and he's got um, bacon cooking at his feet and it's George Foreman. Yes. Or whatever. Bacon and eggs? Is that it? <laughs> He would love to have that. I think it was a waffle. Wasn't it a waffle iron or something I that he stepped know. on? I don't know. They do make some really nice stainless steel ones. The toaster, right? Well. What are you looking so at the right one, now? The one you would like is probably this one. Yes. With the two doors. Yes. That one is very nice looking. Thank home. you. But this guy next to it, what do you, that's a toaster oven Which one? also. You were supposed to be looking for, that no. Right it's one? not a basket. No. It's not the stainless steel. Do you see that? That looks like a crock pot. Those look like, ugh. It's a faux stainless steel. I have a stainless steel crock pot, a quote unquote stainless steel. Right. It's, it's not really stainless color, steel. Stainless steel colored. It's like stainless steel colored plastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny though is if you if you Google air fryer, the first thing that shows up are these um, toaster ovens. Not thank you, everyone. Air fryer because now we've all gotten through our our consumerism of the uh, air fryer has we've gotten to the end of that marketing it's back. and so we have to upgrade to the toaster oven. chef's kitchen version, which is a stainless steel. It looks like a microwave, kind of. Uh, yeah. Ish. Yeah. This is all that's acceptable to me. I, and I'm calling it acceptable. I'm not saying I want one. I'm just saying I would allow one of those in my kitchen should my kid just be like, this, for my 14th birthday, I would like a toaster oven. I'm like, mm-hmm. fine, I'll get you a toaster oven. I can accept this. I think you'd be okay with that. As long he as didn't he... even know what I was talking about, so I have to show him what it is. Because when he said air fryer, I shut that business down. Because I know what he's talking about when he says air fryer. Yeah, he wants the white plastic. Or black plastic. I don't care. It's, ew. And it's single use. I can cook lots of things in that toaster oven. They don't have anything to do with frying anything. Everything put somebody sticks in the air fryer. Air frying. Everything somebody sticks in the air fryer is like... Nuggets. I don't know. Then people, you know, you can cook salmon in your air fryer. I'm like, oh, y'all stop. Uh, stop. It's just like the, the Instapot thing. People are just like, did you know you can cook a roast in six minutes? And you're like, that's great. That's great. What do you have against the Instapot? Other than it's the same thing as the air fryer? 
It's the same thing as a pressure cooker. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I don't it's have anything, just a rebranded. Yeah. I don't really have anything against it like I do with the air fryer. Um, I get tired of people talking about how fabulous things are that it's just like. Mm. Like that already existed. Yeah. That technology already existed. Yeah. But I also get annoyed when people are like, oh, have you tried juicing yet? That's amazing. And you're like, you know, you're getting rid of every bit of fiber that you yeah. need to have in your diet and you're just drinking the juice. It's not good for you. And you're like, but you've got to juice. It's so good for your metabolism. And you're like, mm, not, no. But you just like pe- there's just certain people in your life that go on and on about things that they're doing and uh, they like try to well, get you on board with it. It's things that they've discovered um, that they probably haven't done a lot of research on, but they saw a commercial or they some social media person I think this is it, up. it might be the susceptibility to marketing that just gets me real fired up. You're not susceptible to those things? Of course I am. I'm talking to myself somewhat in these things. Of course I am. Okay. But just not the kitchen I'm just as guilty as the all juicer. these people. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different category. Right. I get fired about... Uh, I'm allowed to be fired up about things that I'm also guilty of. Okay? I guess. I can be... Um, What's the word? Hypocritical? Yes. I can be hypocritical. Okay. <laughs> this is my podcast, dang it. I can say whatever I want, even if it still applies to me too. You know what? You can't say anything back. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Get a your podcast. own podcast. <laughs> and then we won't listen to it. That's because right. Because we don't want to hear your opinions. That's right. Hey, we got a really nice message yes- uh, yesterday. What day was it? Mm, Monday, know. probably Tuesday, talking about how much they loved last week's episode. And I was like, you have lost your mind. Yeah. Last week's episode... Was, Hot mess city. Um, not our best stuff. <laughs> Somebody thought it was. <laughs> it was a, Your friend texted it was you and was like, "That was the best. That was the best podcast." We talked about like he named like seventeen things we talked about, and I was like, Ew, "That, that is, makes it a bad. podcast. That makes it bad." It's like when you go to the restaurant and they got like everything on the menu. Oh my gosh! Instead of just that, there's one thing I learned from watching uh, Gordon Ramsay. It was. You can't have a thousand things on a menu. You can't be good at all the things. It's not just being good. You can't have those things, like from a restaurant business standpoint, you can't have all those things fresh and ready to cook in the back That's at true. all time. That's true. So you're either constantly throwing food away right. or it's not quality. It's like frozen yuckiness. Yeah. yeah. Or you so. cooked it a while ago hoping someone would buy it. Nobody did. So it's mm. been sitting on a warmer. It's not good. So. Yeah. That's- I don't I That's what our last podcast was. It was basically the restaurant that has the 20-page menu. Gordon Ramsay. The Gordon Ramsay of podcasting would have told us, figure out how to narrow this down. Yeah. This is not good stuff. Pick one or two things that you really liked. But then somebody thought it was good. So you just never know what's going to hit somebody one week to the next. That is that is one thing I have learned in my coaching career, um, is that there are some kids that you think want to be coached a certain way and others you think need to be coached a different way and um it's not always true yeah it's not always what you think it's gonna be yeah i've had like these kids that i thought were super quiet and shy and it's like i didn't yell at them a whole lot because i didn't know how they take it and i thought like hey let me be more coachy you know like more teachery and take my time with them explain things when they mess up and i i've I've been in the habit of this for years. I will meet with players after the year 
to talk about them, but then give them an opportunity to talk about me as a coach. And it, I mean, almost every year I'll have a kid that I thought wanted to be coached a certain way. He's like, coach, you didn't yell at me enough. You, you know, I'd see you yell at other people and you never really yelled at me. I, I really like when people yell at me. It gets me fired up, ready to go. Well, if there's a like, better what? description of parenting, <laughs> I don't know what there is. Cause it's like, you're always going to do something that yeah. they felt like you did wrong. Yeah. And you're like, I, man, I was trying. I thought I was catering to you, you know? Yeah. And then there were, on the other side of things, there were those kids that were, like, super emotional that you felt like, I need to, like, get this kid going, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of rah-rah and high fives and talk to them after the year. And they're like, Coach, I didn't like that. You know, like, <laughs> the way you talk to this guy over here where you're just, like, teaching, explaining, and it's like, what? I have a question for you. Yes. Because I don't, I don't get to see you coaching, really. Yeah. Um, are you a coach speak guy? And let me define coach speak because you have been coaching for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. This is this last season, your 20th season? 22nd. Oh, 22nd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been coaching ever since we left high school. Yep. And um, I have been around it for almost as long. And so I feel like I see all like the, like if you, whoever's listening, if you guys are listening and your spouse, like they come home with, stories and you know various different things that happen so you like get the inner the inner workings of what's happening and whatever your spouse's uh job is whatever that is yeah um and one thing that i have picked up and maybe it isn't even just really from you coming home and telling me stories i don't think it is i think it's more of like i just started to pay attention what i to what i call coach speak and that's when any coach usually at the high school level maybe at they the do college it at all level. levels they do it at all do levels. they yeah where it's like it's word salad they say a, they like string together a bunch of words that sound like they have to do with football mm-hmm. but generally they don't mean anything and like right. when you actually listen to what they're saying it's like they're not saying anything at all and so i call it coach speak i don't know what anybody else calls it but um i just wondered if you do coach speak Think, or would you not know if you did? No, I think you you kind of have to slip it into it on purpose because you don't want to reveal information. It's typically uh, how that works. Okay. It's like if you were to ask me about how you know how's the team looking this year, and I don't really want to say we're, we're terrible. We're terrible, <laughs> right? I would have a wave. Okay. You know the boys are working real hard. We got a lot of young players that. We have to see how they turn out if they're able to make plays when we. I don't uh, like okay. it. What you just told me was y'all are gonna suck. <laughs> so like if you if you have a trained ear, you can listen to stuff and you're like even even with the coach speak you can translate. I always message you when we're messaging during the day. I'm like, this is what he said. Translate. Yeah. This, you know. Uh, I don't usually need the translation because I know exactly what it's saying. Right. Which you You've know been around it enough for so being know. for being as cynical as I am. I think this probably just adds to it because I've learned also that all this stuff is kind of fake, you know? Um, But do you remember uh, years ago, we were watching some state championship. It was in Texas. (laughs) That coach for sure had no coach. Do you remember what he said? Yeah. For the scenario? It was halftime. They were coming off the field, and for some reason at it – in Texas state championship football, they do halftime sideline reporting. 
during the game, which is like what they do in college. And They don't do that at your no, school? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So the coach is coming off after they had just missed a field goal to either go up or tie or whatever. And the sideline reporter caught the coach right as he's heading into the locker room and asked him something. And he straight up threw these kids under the bus. <laughs> I mean, there was not... The, you know, the coach speak answer would have been like something along the lines of not our best performance. We're going to get in there, make some adjustments, come back out with a good game plan to attack them in the second half. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was not like that. <laughs> it was, we should be winning right now if our kicker didn't miss that kick and the <laughs> Jimmy didn't drop the ball. And it's like, I like calling wow. people out. Okay, coach. <laughs> We always joke. That's that's like a reference we use all the time. We'll call somebody a big dumb dumb kicker. Yeah. Did he call him that? No, that, but he he threw the kid under the way bus. under the bus. Yes, he got run over for sure. Yeah. That's the kind of coaching talk that I want to hear as a, as a person who's watching a game. It's real. It's like real people. Talk. How many clips do you hear of um, Nick Saban like chewing a reporter out? Well, so he, those are the only ones I ever see. Yes, he does. Uh, every coach does the coach speak, but the ones that get Nick Saban on social media and in the headlines is when someone will answer a dumb question. He'll be like, "That's a dumb question," and here's the answer ask you're going to get. You mean? You know what I say? You said answer a dumb question. I was like, "What?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, if they ask a dumb question, or they're like trying to trap him with the question, mm-hmm. trying to get him to say something, and he'll just call him out like I'm not saying that I know what you're asking me when you ask me that and I'm not going to answer that question <laughs> how about you and like then he'll like turn it back <laughs> on them you know it's like ooh. Okay. but those are the most entertaining things to watch yeah they are I guess Alabama just is like eh, he's being Nick whatever well most of what he's saying it's it's not wrong it's not yeah I mean and it's what everybody's thinking already yeah. anyway you know just <laughs> And he says it, and you're like, all right, that's what we thought you thought. So. I don't know. Are we here to entertain people? Or are we here to entertain people? Because to me, I want to be entertained during a football game, and that is the most entertaining thing if a coach is just like, it was our kicker. If the kicker hadn't done... Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, if, you, if you're if you getting a 30-second to one-minute soundbite, it's going to be coach speak. I mean, what else are you going to have? What else can the coach say in that short amount of time that's actually meaningful. Yeah. That's really, really hard to do. Now yeah, and I guess that's that's what you and I love so much about watching uh, or listening to really long podcast yeah. interviews is you get such context. Yeah. Um, you don't get any context out of a 30-second or one-minute segment. So what is annoying is that they do have these sports talk shows where these people would come on and you'll they'll have like, you know, instead of five minutes, they get... 15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. and it's still full of coach speak oh that's kind of that's not disappointing want to hear yeah you think mm-hmm. do you think and like people, i think if people most people want to hear my question is a do, longer form but do people notice do people notice that coach speak or is i guess that's ultimately my question is do people notice it or is it something that i notice because i Listen to far too many coaches speak. I guess all these people who are interested in listening to a coach yeah. speak probably listen to. I, all the time I think too. they know, and so when they say things like "Ooh, I wonder what he meant by that," you know, we have some guys in the locker room that aren't bought in. Ooh, I wonder who he's talking about. You know, like Does that coach speak though. Yeah, you think? Yeah, hundred percent. That's vague enough to where. Yeah, like who's he talking about? What does he mean by bought in? Yeah, you know, what? Yeah. 
they're showing up late to workouts or they're skipping reps in the weight room. Or... Yeah. So, so everybody that listens to coach or who are interested in listening to coaches like that are having to like constantly uh, decipher yes. what the heck is happening. Yeah. That's exhausting. It is. But at the same time, you know, the coach doesn't want to call someone out. Sure. I get that. In the media. Yeah. Well, unless you're that coach for that high school team. He had no problem he had, yeah. doing it. <laughs> but. But a rarity for sure. Yeah. As far as that stuff is concerned. Well, hopefully this upcoming week will be more calm. Is that possible? Do we ever come on here and say, no, what a there's chill always, week? There's always something. But I will say at least the bathroom, by the time we podcast next week, the bathroom will be figured out Boy, for better or for worse. You better. I was going to say, you better not be for jinxing better us. better or for worse. Okay. Hopefully the pool guy calls us back and mm. he can get out here and maybe it's give something... us a $10,000 bill probably. No, I'm, I mean maybe he can find the leak and it's like right there and he can oh right here and then patch it and <laughs> bam, we're done. <laughs> um, Until next time we leak basically. Yeah, I mean they could be all very simple solutions. Well, here's to less canker sores and less twitching eyes. You guys say some prayers for us please. Until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.